Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm your host, Courtney McIntosh, and this is episode two of the Black Dad Chronicles. Uh, first, I want to start this off by giving a strong, a hearty, uh, a loving thank you to everybody who took their time out to listen to the show last week. Uh, it was 30 minutes of your time, and I do understand that, you know, could have spent those 30 minutes doing anything else. Maybe you listened to me in your car. Maybe you listened to me while you was cleaning the house. However, I'm glad you listened to me, and I thank you for listening. So I'm going to give you all a hand clap for, you know, for listening. You know, I, you know, I just, you know, the fact that you guys took the time to, to listen to me um, and my little old podcast, my, my solo podcast, I should say, because, you know, I did tell you guys, and you guys know I, I co-host a wrestling podcast every Wednesday nights. Uh, that's Hit the Ropes Radio. Um, but, man, for everybody who, you know, took the time out and listened, thank you. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I love you. Um, it's greatly appreciated. Um, as a matter of fact, I want to give y'all a clap for that. Alright, so, you know, I hope y'all listen today. Now to get to today's topic. Today, I'm going to talk about teenagers. Yes, teenagers. Kids ain't, you know, cute little babies anymore, man. They're not cute, you know, little kids. They're teenagers now. So, I posted a question on my Facebook page. What do you do when you feel like your teen, or just your child in general, but your teen... Uh, specifically, and I and I use teen because I do have one teenager. He just turned thirteen a couple weeks ago, um, and he's the only one of my kids that I can see that I can tell tunes me out. Like, I mean, don't want to hear me. Uh, I mean, not all the time because, of course. He all in when I'm telling him like, hey, you want to get a game of FIFA in or, you know, when we doing random things that don't involve me, you know, being stern on him or being on his head about something. So, you know, I just wanted to know what do you guys do, um, you know, when you feel like your teenager is tuning you out? So, uh, use some background. CJ just turned 13 a couple weeks ago. Um, and... He's not a difficult kid. He's a really good kid, as a matter of fact. Uh, he's nice. He's, uh, you know, really chill and laid back. He's super helpful, um, smart. Uh, so where we're having a problem is, we're having a problem in school, you know. Um, his problem in school is, you know, he won't do his work. And it's gotten to be a problem where his so much so that his grades are affected. So, you know, all of his teachers, all the last couple of parent teacher conferences have all been the same. You know, oh, we love him, we love CJ, and they call him CJ in school, which he loves. Because I don't think he likes going by Courtney. I didn't go like going by Courtney at his age too either. So um But, you know, all his teachers always, oh, we love CJ. Such a good kid, such a great kid. I love having him in class. He's so helpful. He's so attentive. He's always participating, always helping, yada, yada, yada. But he needs to turn his work in. 
But he needs to be more organized. So if you guys know me, and if you've known me for a long time, when it came to uh, keeping, you know, and I'm going somewhere with this. Like, you look in his locker. His locker is atrocious. Like, it's just like paper folders all over the place. Like, how are you supposed to keep track of, you know, your schoolwork? Because he comes home, he does the schoolwork. We see him do it. He sits down at our kitchen table or my mom's kitchen table, you know, every night for about two hours at least and does his homework. So we know he's doing the work. We know he's doing the work. But he's just not turning it in. And, it's you know, so a lot of the, the critique, one of the main critiques that his teachers say is he's unorganized. And it's funny that a kid who keeps his room is clean, because he doesn't always keep his room clean, but he keeps his room clean for the most part, which is the total opposite of me, man. Growing up, I did not keep my room clean. I just, I thought it was a waste of time to clean my room. Just when it was going to get back junky again, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's ridiculous now, you know. But back then when I was 11, 12, 13, I wasn't thinking how ridiculous it was. I was just thinking like, yo, I really don't want to clean my room. There's no point in me cleaning my room. Regardless of how much my mom threatened me, you know, I wasn't really going to clean my room. I was going to stuff everything under the closet. I mean, into the closet. But strategically place certain things so it don't look like I stuffed everything in front of the closet. Or I was going to just push everything under my bed, but strategically place the blankets and stuff so they hang over and wouldn't show you, you so you couldn't see what was under my bed, you know. But he's not like that. He keeps his room clean. So what he doesn't do is he doesn't turn in all of his work. So because they're in trimesters, last trimester. Now, the first report card marking, he did not bring home. He brought home his report card. Second trimester, he didn't bring home his report card. He gave us the, uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't find my report card. Uh, I don't know what happened to it. We're like, boy, please. I know you threw it away. I ain't stupid. But luckily, we get access to their grades online. We get access to all their assignments that they, you know, have out online so that's good so we didn't need his report card we saw what his grades were saw how poorly he did in three classes and how great he did in two other classes because he got two a's a b plus a d and two e's and i told him the two e's you know they're not acceptable not acceptable at all so how do we change that so I can tell the reason why this topic came about was because of something that happened in church this past something this past Sunday, and it wasn't anything big. Um, but what happened was so CJ, uh, shout out to our pastor uh, at Center of Spirit of Truth in Livonia, Michigan, uh, Pastor Jose Dorsey. Um, so Jose said he saw he sees a lot of himself in CJ. Um, so, you know, CJ is kind of, he's not, he's kind of shy, but he's goofy. He hasn't grown into his body. He's awkward. He's all arms, all legs, you know, small head, small, you know, he's an awkwardly shaped kid and he doesn't have control over his limbs or anything yet. 
So he walks Gumpy. You know, that's what we used to call it. He walks Goofy, you know. So CJ dismisses us after church, uh, at the end of church, every Sunday. So this past Sunday, you know, he was walking up there, and I looked at him, and I just, you know, shook my head. Like, I just wanted to just, I was cringing. Uh, because of the way he walks, you know, then he always wants to throw on some clothes that don't fit. Like, I mean, it's probably at least three, four days out the week where I tell him like, yo, you better take them little pants off because, you know, he, because his legs are so long, we can buy him pants that fit, you know, waist wise. But I mean, the bottoms don't even be coming down to the top of his shoes because his legs so long, but he still thinks that's okay sometimes. And then he'll throw on a t-shirt that's like not fitted, but it's short. So he had on this this t-shirt that he got for Christmas that, you know, I don't know if it was last year or this past Christmas, but I know he's had, he's had the t-shirt for a, a minute. But it barely came down to his waist. So he's walking up, you know, kind of hunched over because that's how he walks. And so Jose goes, CJ, go back. Go back. We're going to start this over. He's like, stand up straight. Settle yourself. You know, pull your shirt down. Now walk back up there. Walk like you got some confidence. And he did that and, you know, went on, dismissed us from church, and that was that. So I wasn't mad about Jose correcting him because, hey, you know, I am a – uh, a, a, a firm believer in it takes a village to raise a child and as you know a church if you want to call them your church family if his kids around and you're an adult you know if you consider that family your church family and if you see that a child needs to be corrected you correct the child you know um, and it wasn't you know and like I said it wasn't like he was doing anything wrong it wasn't like he was you know shouting down or anything but I tell him Every morning, before we leave the house, sit up straight, son. Walk like you got some purpose. Walk like you confident. Walk like you a lion walking through the pride lands. And Mufasa and Scar, Simba, all of them respect you. Because you walk with your chest out. You walk like you got some confidence. But he's just content to walk hunched over, uh, you know, goofy, um... You know, and it's just, it's frustrating me because one, I'm like, man, I know I wasn't this awkward when I was his age, but you know, in reality, I probably was. Any of my friends would probably tell you that. But two, it's like, I can tell him the same thing over and over again. And then somebody will tell him something, that same thing one time, oh, and he just listened. You know, case in point, one of my, when I look, when we find out that Robin was having a boy, flashes of, you know, basketball stardom, you know, flash through my head, you know, teaching my son how to be a man, you know, putting that, that ball in his crib when he's three months old, you know what I'm saying? Because I love basketball and it's, you know, my favorite sport. Um, so... One of the things I was looking forward to was helping him develop as a basketball player. Because I didn't I didn't have anybody to help me develop as a basketball player. Just, you know, the neighborhood, you know, when you 
you know, come from the hood like I did, you know, the streets show you how to hoop or, you know what I'm saying? And if you can't hang, you ain't going to get picked. But, you know, so looking forward to that, man. Looking forward to, you know, showing him how to, you know, hit crossovers, the killer crossover, you know what I'm saying? Iverson, teaching him about the greats, Grant Hill, Isaiah Thomas, you know, Joe Dumars, all of that. So take him to the park, take him to the gym, whatever. And all three of my kids like basketball, which is cool. I love the fact that all three of my kids like basketball. So um, I would be... Uh, I would be showing CJ, you know, I when I roll the ball out there, he'll just get it, you know, do his little awkward dribble and, you know, go on about his business, shooting like super hard layups, you know, super hard J up, you know, clanging it off the backboard or whatever. So, you know, I pull him over. I say, I stop the game, you know, hey, when you dribbling with, with your, you know, when you dribbling, you want to look up, not look down at the ball, because how you gonna see the court where you're going if you're looking down at the ball, you know? Hey, use your left hand because you're right-handed. You know, what I'm saying if somebody force you left and you can't dribble with your left hand, then you know you you ain't gonna be able to do nothing. Don't shoot the ball so hard when you're shooting a jump shot. You know, blah 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 blah. And he just look at me with the deer in the headlights look. You know, like, uh, and get upset. He would get upset when I would try to, you know, teach him how to play basketball. Like, he could hoop better than me. You know, I'm like, man, please. You know, you don't know the first thing about, you know, playing basketball. You you travel often, you know what I'm saying. There's a little spin move you try to uh, hit all the time. It's just, it doesn't work, son. So, it's like, I'm trying to show you. Uh, how to do this, yet you don't want to, you know, you don't want to uh, take my advice. My daughters do. Um, my daughters love, actually, uh, my daughters love when I, you know, teach them to, uh, you know, show them what to do on the basketball court. You know, but CJ, man, he act like it's the worst thing in the world. But then as soon as my brother get him out there, and I, listen, I'm not trying to put CJ through any basketball drills or nothing, you know, on the court. I've coached for two years. You know, I was mediocre at it. Well, I, I don't really want to say I was mediocre because I was coaching, like, first and second graders. But, you know, I don't want to make it, like, some regimented thing where he feels like he has to do it and I'm, like, being some type of a dictator or something like that when it comes to you know, teaching them how to play sports. I don't think you should do that. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, soon as my brother gets out on the basketball court with him, soon as my brother gets out on the basketball court with him, you know, he is all ears, all eyes. Man, Uncle Duck have him running, sprinting from the baseline to the elbow, waiting for the pass to shoot a J. Have him running from, you know, the, the three-point line to the free-throw line, waiting to shoot with the J, you know what I'm saying? Having dribbling with his left hand, making left, you know, attempting left-hand layups. And I'm like, are, are you kidding me, though? Like, are you serious? You know, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'll just, you know, 
I'll let, you know, if he want to learn how to play basketball, I'll send him to a camp or something like that or, you know, let my brother show him, you know, even though I'm still talk to him, but it's just, you know, it's, uh, it, for me, it's a chore because he makes it a chore, you know, I like same thing with his posture. I'm like, CJ, stand up straight, sit up straight, stop hunching over. What you hunching over for? You don't have a big head. So y'all know your head's not heavy. You know what I'm saying? Stop hunching over. Blank stare. Deer in the headlights. And Jose told him to do that. All it took was one time today. I mean, Sunday. And boom. Right away, you know. And all it took was one time. So it was just kind of, you know, it can be frustrating sometimes. Especially when it comes to like when we reprimanding them about school. So my wife does this thing where I'm going to put my business out there a little bit. You know, hey, at the end of the night when I'm trying to get some, you know, I try I, I make my intentions known, you know. And if my wife tired, she won't tell me that she tired. She'll give me this blank stare. And I hate it so much. But she'll just sit and give me this blank stare. And she's looking at me right now over my shoulder staring. But she's not giving me the blank stare that I hate. She's giving me that, yo, why are you telling our business stare? You know, but anyway, it's, it's, it's part of a point. So she'll give me this blank stare. And I can't stand this blank stare. So Because instead of telling me like, yo, I'm tired. Yo, not tonight. She'll just look at me. Like I'm supposed to know what, you know, read her mind. She'll just look at me. And CJ gives me that exact same blank stare. And it drives me absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. I hate it. I can't stand it. And one of the things that, you know, I try not to do, I try not to do is discipline my kids when I'm angry or upset. Because to me, that's not the proper way to discipline your kids. You cannot be angry and discipline your kids. You're supposed to discipline your kids out of love. But when I'm trying to, you know, talk to him and get something through and he gives me that blank stare, I just want to erupt and just go off. But I don't. But he gives me that. And it's like, you know, as adults, when somebody's talking to you and you're tuning them out, you know, as you've gotten older, you kind of learn little tricks of the trade to, you know, not have it be so obvious. Some people, you know, can't help it. But, you know, most of us grown folks, when we're not paying attention to somebody or we're trying to tune somebody out, we don't make it as obvious that that's what we're doing. Um, so, um, but CJ just doesn't like, you know, it's just like, uh, I wish y'all could see my face right now at, at the blank stare that, you know, he gives me. And it's just frustrating. And, you know, with his grades, it's like I, we've taken things away from him. You know, we've he doesn't have a TV. We've taken his tablet away. We've taken his phone away. Um, made him throw all his toys away. Made him do it. Made him throw all his Yu-Gi-Oh cards away, his Pokemon cards, all that stuff that we did. We spent crazy money on, you know, because it's like, yo, all this stuff. You have to work hard for this, you know. You you have one job, and that's school, you know. 
The only thing that we make him do at home is maybe sweep the floor, you know, put some dishes up, you know, take the garbage out. But other than that, we like, son, you got one job, and that's to be a student and be the best that you could be. Now, when it comes to, you know, like I said, he does the work. He just doesn't turn it in. Um, so now what I've resorted to doing, and my wife now, all three of my kids, you know, well, especially the older two, because they're really the problems right now. And I, and when I say problems, I'm not meaning they're like problems, but you know, cause all three of our kids are, are good. And you know, it kind of like, I don't want to say it's kind of like a backhanded compliment. Sometimes, you know, we'd be out cause I like, I take the kids to the store with me all the time. Like my wife never takes them to the store, but I take them to the store with me all the time. And you know, people will, Oh, your kids are so well mannered. You know, they're so, you know, quiet and respectful. And it's like, what, your kids not? This is how kids supposed to act. You know, I was raised, hey, don't touch nothing. My mom used to tell me, hey, look, go in the store. Don't touch nothing. Don't ask for nothing. Don't breathe on nothing. You ain't getting nothing. We go in here to grocery shop, get stuff for your lunches, get stuff for the house. And that's what you're going to get. But you better not touch nothing. You better not ask for nothing. You know, so we didn't. My kids, though. No, I shouldn't say my kids. Jasmine, our 10-year-old. Boy, she cannot go into a store and not touch anything. And it's frustrating because, you know, it's like, yo, stop touching stuff. Yo, stop touching stuff. Yo, stop touching stuff. I'm going to pop you if you grab something else. If you try to put something else in the buggy, I'm going to pop you. But... You know, I don't have any problems with her tuning me out because, you know, most of the time she's trying to prove to me how right she is. So I know she doesn't tune me out. Uh, you know, our youngest, you know, little Livy Liv, you know, she's perfect. No, I'm not. I'm playing. She's not perfect. But she's, she's you know, six, six and a half. So she's still in that phase where she's just happy all the time. You know, she's happy all the time. She wants to play all the time. And she, you know, and she's a nice kid. We have nice kids, you know. I will say that. We have nice, good, nice kids, you know. But, uh, you know, so what I've done to kind of like, uh, you know, I got off on the side, uh, got off on a little side tangent. But what I've done, you know, because I know my voice can get a little, um, CJ can, you know, can drum. My, my voice can get a little annoying to him. You know, um, so one thing, one person that he does not like to disappoint is two people that he don't, that he really hates to disappoint. My mom and Robin's mom. He does not like disappointing his nanas. You know, his papa either, but he don't like disappointing his nanas. And they're totally different. Both of them are the, the, I'm going to spoil my grandkids type of grandmas, you know, but my mom, I don't want to say she's the nicer one because they both are nice and, you know, they're always, but my mom is the comforter, you know, the one who's always down for, to give them a hug, the one who lets them do whatever they want to do. My mother-in-law, on the other hand, she likes, you know, she'll let them do what they want to do, but she also won't hesitate to bring the ride out if she needs to, you know. 
Um, so, you know, we've had them, both of them talk to him. Uh, my, my father-in-law, you know, my boy Meech, you know, we've had several voices, you know, in CJ's ear about improving and, you know, it looks like it might be, you know, working, you know, still got to wait for the results to come out, but it looks like it may be working a little bit, you know? So we just don't want to get, I, I don't want us to get into a pattern where he just doesn't listen to us at all. Um, you know, if, if it gets to that point, I might have to break the knuckles out, you know what I'm saying? But no, it won't get to that point. We have good kids. So, you know, what do you guys do? You know, I know some of y'all out there got teenagers or just, you know, just kids in general. And, you know, Olivia can tune us out, but she'll hear us, but she'll kind of ignore it. Like she'll be sitting watching TV and we'll be like, live, live, live. And she'll just be there until we walk up on her like, Olivia, yes, you heard me, yes, why didn't you acknowledge me? Uh, I was watching TV, I'm like, oh boy, but she's six, you know, and like I said, she has that leeway because she's so nice, and she just, you know, all three of my kids I love, you know what I'm saying, all three of them warm my heart, now, now I will say, CJ is not trying to tune me out whenever I'm talking about, like, you know, FIFA or Pokemon, which I rarely do, but he, you know, I come in the house and like, that's all he wants to talk about. Pokemon, 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 you know, the cartoons or whatever. So I know it sucks when he's like, first time, first thing when he comes in the house or I come in the house, first thing you see me, Hey dad, you know, blah, 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 blah. I got these cars. And then I'm like, Oh, is your homework done? Uh, what'd you do in school today? You know, that's what I want to hear about. You know, we get to the fun stuff later. What'd you do in school today? Turn this homework in, turn that homework in. And I can just look at the look on his face and see how he's just, that just kind of like, like, man, why I even tell him this, man? Why even, all I should have did was just say hi and went on. But, hey man, that's, I mean, I guess that's the kind of father I am because, you know, I didn't have a, a, a guy to navigate me through this parenthood stuff, you know. So, I'm learning my way through it. And, you know, with God God willing, you know, with, with his grace and his blessings, we'll get through it, you know. Because, like I said, we have three very good children, very smart children, very well-mannered children. But, you know, it, it, it's a struggle sometimes with the boy and, you know, our oldest daughter, too. Um, because, like I said, she always, you know, has to be right. But, you know. So, today's episode brought to you by Cape Couture Suites. Now, I don't have any, 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 you know, sponsors or anything like that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to shout out, you know, some of my people who I know got businesses or, um, you know, and stuff like that who doing great work. Even if you're not doing great work, I'm going to still shout you out because you never know the, the, the more work you get. Or, or the push that you, you know, could get from me shouting you out, you know, never know who's listening. I never know who's listening. But, you know, I want to shout out Cape Couture Suites. Now, I've known this young lady since high school. Now, I have culinary training. You know, I went to culinary school. I got my pastry degree. I got my culinary degree. I cannot make cakes and cupcakes that look this beautiful taste this good 
like my homegirl Shania can. Now, Shania doesn't have any culinary background. She told me she didn't go to school. She just took a couple welding classes, fell in love, and man, she makes some of the the most beautiful, the most flavorful cakes, cupcakes, desserts, she, peach cobbler, man, that I've ever had in my life. Now, I'm not a big fan of cupcakes. I mean, cupcakes are cool, but, you know, just being the food nerd in me, cupcakes have been, like, played out, you know what I'm saying? People try to, like, you know, they've jumped the shark, so to speak. So, my twin was like, yo, I got some cupcakes Shania made. For the field, it was for our family picnic. That was the first time I ever tasted her cupcakes. I'm bringing some cupcakes that Shania made to the picnic. I'm like, all right, cool. So, like, have you had them before? I was like, nope. She's like, oh, Courtney, you got to taste them. So, she makes some Jolly Rancher, you know, flavored cupcakes. Like apple, watermelon, lemon. Went over to my sister's house. When I tell you that this was the best cupcake I've ever had. Yeah, I just did the Kevin Hart class. But, I mean... The way, I mean, I don't know how, how she does it. Get the flavor. It's like, she has to just like melt down Jolly Ranchers and get the essence and put them in her buttercream. She has to. That's the only thing that I can think of. Because that's how good her products are. Great product. You know what I'm saying? She works hard. She, you know, doesn't take long to do it. And once I, and like I said, it's beautiful. So check her page out. Cake Couture Sweets on Facebook. Um... So, everybody, it's going to end this week's episode. I'm going to put down, uh, you know, I'm going to post a question on the Facebook page. You know, let y'all know, uh, you know, asking for suggestions for, for next week's episode. I think I got the, what I want to talk about next week. But I had three things that I wanted to talk about for this week. And, you know, I just basically had to flip a coin and this one went out. Um, just because I think this was a very, kind, you know, kind of. I think this is something that we all can talk about. It's, you know, kind of cathartic because we all have, you know, kids, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes at certain ages, they could be more difficult than others. So you can find me on all my social media. You can find me on Facebook at the black dad Chronicles, Twitter at black dad Cron. The only reason why that's not black dad Chronicles is because Twitter was playing and they won't let me fill the whole thing in. So, my Twitter handle is at Black Dad Cron. That's capital B, capital D, C, capital C H R O N. Uh, Instagram, you can find me at the Black da- at Black Dad Chronicles on where else am I? SoundCloud, you can find me at the Black Dad Chronicles on Spreaker. You know where you can get podcasts. You know the Black Dad Chronicles uh, on Tumblr. You can find me at the Black Dad Chronicles. YouTube, Courtney McIntosh. Um, so hit me up at any of those places. You want to get in touch. You want to throw out a topic. Oh, you can email me at blackdadcron at gmail.com. You know, so any way you want to get in touch with me, you know, be a guest on the podcast. I, I actually think I got an interview. I got I got a guy who, who reached out to me, you know, want to tell his story. And I think we're going to make that happen in the next couple of weeks. And that's, that was, you know, like I told y'all last week, that was the, the beginning purpose for the blog to tell, you know, the stories of dads out there, you know, so I got somebody, I just got to set up the interview, you know, 
when we're going to, uh, you know, pl- you know, sit down, you know, and so he could tell his story. But anyway, thanks for, uh, you know, tuning in this week. You hear that school bell ring? That mean I'm out. Peace. Class dismissed.